I'm going to just come out and say it. Stop dating just to date. That leads to nothing but a never-ending cycle of monotony, unnecessary heartbreak, and it's played out and tiring above all else. You, my friend, should be dating with a purpose. The having fun phase of dating isn't really all that fun at all. I actually think it takes more work. And I personally believe anyone who is just dating for fun or just going with the flow has a deeper issue they need to work through and put on the guy saying it's just for fun when deep down, maybe they are afraid of commitment. Maybe they're afraid of rejection. Who knows? Especially in the age where hookup culture is running completely rampant, slow, intentional, mindful dating, in my opinion, is the biggest flex. What is going on, beautiful people? You are listening to the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast, where we focus on personal growth and cultivating a healthy relationship with ourselves. I am your host, Tyra the Creative, actress, content creator, and mental health enthusiast. And let me be the first one to say, I was one of those I'm just dating to have fun types of people. And it was one of the most tiring times in my life. And I will never try it again. On this Valentine's Day 2022, we are diving into dating with intention and purpose. Seems very timely to me. So this week's affirmation is, I am the complete and total package and I deserve true love. Let's go ahead and drop in guys. I am the complete and total package and I deserve true love. I am the complete and total package, and I deserve true love. I am the complete and total package, and I deserve true love. I am the complete and total package, and I deserve true love. Let's say it one last time together, y'all. I am the complete and total package, and I deserve true love. Y'all, I don't think I could have chosen a better week to choose this affirmation. For a long time, I wasn't confident that I was the total package or that I deserved true love. Now, I wasn't necessarily telling myself I didn't deserve it, But what I was doing physically was just taking whatever came to me. In other words, y'all, my standards was low. And I'm talking low, low, like T-Pain said in the song, okay? (laughs) Dating intentionally is how you get out of the dating game and find you a husband. Or if you're a man, how you find you a wife, if that is your goal. But if your goal is just to have fun and you are being real with yourself, making sure that it isn't just what you're telling yourself to keep yourself safe from rejection or commitment, there is still intention that goes into that. But no matter what your intentions are, you must know what they are. I think this is something that must be known prior to you getting back out there in the dating world because how are you going to hit a target that you do not have? So story time. 
after I broke up with my last partner, I just wanted to date. Now, this was after some time of reflection and healing, of course, well, or actually for the most part, but I wanted to get back out there and date because I was with him for five years. However, I told myself and my friends that I just wanted to have fun, but little did they know Deep down, I was so afraid of commitment again and rejection that I made myself believe that I just wanted to go out with these men for the hell of it, which definitely wasn't why I was dating just for fun. I do think there is a fine line between the two, dating for fun and dating for love. If you are intentionally dating for fun, I think this is really a time where you are deciding what you like, what qualities you want in a man, the experimental phase, especially if you don't really have a lot of experience talking to potential partners, this is one way to figure this stuff out. The experimental phase, which I slowly began to realize I definitely needed in my life. So I went on a date with this guy who was a physical therapist and he had a nice car, y'all. But he was very cool. But from the beginning, I knew it wouldn't go far. And this is because I didn't like certain things about him. I still went on a date because I thought it would be fun, right? Now, we definitely had a good time. The conversation was great. Um, he made me laugh. And he even said, we have to do this again sometime. I said, okay, cool. Mm, I ain't got nothing else to do. Let's do it again. But this guy did not set up a second date before we left, which is a flag on the play, ladies, okay? Especially if you are meeting these guys on dating apps, which I was, if you do not secure a second date before you leave on the first date, you can almost guarantee that you won't talk to this guy again. And this same scenario happened to me a few times. Now, this is why I say the dating for fun thing is tiring. Y'all, I got tired of going on first dates, meeting all these men, remembering all these names, and deciding if I wanted to continue to grow this relationship. But what I did realize from these situations was that it was important for me to know what I wanted and go into the first date with intention. So after about a month of these first dates, I sat down and I was like, Tyra, we got to write this out. So I wrote out what Tyra wanted in a man at this moment in my life or at that moment in my life when I was writing this list. So I identified my non-negotiables, my preferences, which are important and my desires. And on this list, I put things like intelligent, which was first because y'all, you never know what you're going to get with these men out here in LA. Let me tell you. But I also put Preference-wise, a creative, somebody who is dark-skinned. I love me some chocolate men, y'all. But other than that, I put one who could hold deep conversation, was transparent, confident in who he is as a person, successful in his career, which could mean a variety of different things. I'm not talking money-wise. Well, I'm not talking money-wise only. But could also vocalize his feelings and had experience processing them in a healthy way. Believed in God, of course, being a God-fearing man, amen. Was comfortable with sharing vulnerable parts of himself and believed in therapy, just to name a few things that were on my list. And once I had a clear idea of what I wanted, I began to go into these dates with intention and I found that I had a more enjoyable time. We both would ask deeper questions that really allowed us to get to know each other on a deeper level and make an informed decision on whether or not we wanted to see each other again. I was tired of all of the surface stuff. Ooh, what's your favorite color? What do you like to eat? What do you don't like to do? What do you like to do out here in LA? 
I ain't want to do all that. No. Tell me about your childhood trauma. Do you have a relationship with your mama, with your daddy? Do you talk to your family? Do you have kids? Like, let me know all of this stuff. This stuff is more interesting than what do you like to do for fun? Um, I'm dating right now for fun. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. But like, Okay, yes, you want to know what you like to do for fun, but when that's as deep as you go, like I'm checking out of the conversation. I read this book called The Man God Has For You. And one of the lines that stuck with me was, don't date a man's potential. And this is one of the main reasons I decided to end my last relationship because I knew the potential was there, but it was not being expressed in its fullness. And I don't deserve a half love. No one does. And the fact of the matter is that I felt half loved and that made me reciprocate in that way to my last partner. And there are so many times that we fall in love with the idea of a person, the things we could do, the places we could go, the memories we could make, the person they could be in three years. Girl, stop. What is right in front of you right now? And I don't particularly consider myself a realist, but in this case, what are the cold hard facts, my G? What is this man already doing? What life is this man already living? Because you cannot change a man. As a matter of fact, we can't change people in general. They have to want to do certain things on their own. And that is an important key to remember when you are out here dating. So how do we make sure we are not dating a man's potential? Or if you're a man, how do we make sure that you're not dating a woman's potential? Let me give you guys five warning signs that you may be dating someone's potential. And I found it on this blog post from grottennetwork.com and I'm gonna link it down in the show notes so you can see the entire article. So the first red flag is that you find yourself teaching. So if you spend a lot of time correcting your significant other and you're frequently having long, serious conversations about their behavior, then something is definitely off. Um, now these conversations are important for, you know, couples to grow, but if they're one-sided, like if it's always you coming down on this person saying, Hey, we got to talk about X, Y, Z, like this is how it should be. Then the relationship becomes unequal and you create an unhealthy power dynamic. And that just ultimately breeds resentment. Now, one thing for me in my last relationship, we were five years apart in age. So I often felt like he was teaching me just because I'm younger. And I will say from a personal standpoint, from my experience, that did breed resentment. Anytime he would bring up anything regarding age, I would just automatically get infuriated because first of all, I'm smart. Second of all, you don't have to teach me so, so much. Like, no. The next sign is that you're ignoring red flags. So when you're focusing on how to instruct them on how to be a better girlfriend, boyfriend, you might be ignoring the glaring warning signs. Or if you do see these red flags, you might simply view them as a part of the renovation process. Y'all, we ain't building no man. We ain't building no woman. We need to date what we see in front of our face. So I have personally been blinded by potential as well, like I've been saying, and I have refused to recognize some of the most obvious red flags sometimes, but sometimes we trick ourselves into believing we're actually being charitable and we're continuing to pursue an incompatible relationship because we really think that it's going to go somewhere. We convince ourselves that we are being gracious or open-minded to these people, whether it's something small, whether it's something small or something big, 
Red flags typically indicate a fundamental problem that you just cannot fix. And don't even go to, into a relationship trying to fix it. We ain't Bob the Builder. The third sign is you don't like who they are right now. Again, with any fixer upper project, you are probably not happy with the current state of this project. And if you feel yourself being like, oh, they'll be so great in some time, but what they do right now, I just, mm, whatever, or how can they be better right now? If you have those types of thoughts, you need to leave because you are dating potential. Number four, you fantasize about the perfect version of your relationship. We all daydream. We all daydream about the day we're we getting married or, you know, married life, stuff like that. But if you're daydreaming about when you complete this little charity project of your current boyfriend or girlfriend, that is a fantasy. And if you find yourself thinking our relationship will be good when so-and-so happens, you are setting yourself up for disappointment. And the last sign is that you are disproportionately afraid of losing them. Y'all, this was huge for me. So dating someone's potential is usually a sign of our own insecurities and lack of self-esteem, which I totally agree with. We settle for incompatible relationships because we're afraid of never finding the right person. We're afraid of being along forever. We're afraid that we will not have any worth if this person decides to leave us. Fear is the main motivator in the relationship and not love. And that is a completely unstable foundation. So a sure way to determine whether you've fallen into an unhealthy type of dating where you're dating someone's potential is to gauge your emotional state when you think about y'all breaking up. If you feel like you're about to throw up and pass out and have a panic attack, we have a deeper issue that we need to discuss. And that's exactly what happened in my last relationship. I saw all of these signs and I was like, Tyra, we got to get out of this. And the first time that I said, yeah, I got to get out of this. And I actually thought about leaving. I had a panic attack. And that was a surefire sign for me that I had to really get in touch with myself and get out of this relationship because it isn't working for either one of us, if even one of us has an unhealthy emotional state. Intentional dating means simply this, slowing down. It means taking a break from the casual swipe right or left culture and being more mindful about the process. It means thinking about what you truly want in a partner and reflecting on patterns and habits that may be keeping you from finding that person. So how do we date intentionally? First, we get clear on what we want. We write out our non-negotiables, our preferences, and our desires. Then you get clear about why you are dating. Are you seriously dating for fun? dating for marriage because the worst thing to do is be unclear then passively fall into something that isn't fun and isn't fulfilling you in any way once you are clear on why you're entering the dating scene again it's time to be authentic because let me tell y'all your real personality everything about you is going to eventually come out anyway and I cannot stand when guys are different on the first date that is honestly like the biggest turnoff like why weren't you yourself from the jump I just don't understand. Maybe it was the nerves. Who knows? But that doesn't fly for Tyra. And after you begin to be authentic, it's time to be willing to get uncomfortable. Y'all, this is my favorite, least favorite part. 
I love being vulnerable because it lays it all out there, but you have to be willing to have those difficult conversations, even if you feel like you want to throw up when you're having them. Be vulnerable and directly communicate what you want. I promise it feels weird and uncomfortable when you first start doing it, but it gets better. And after all of that, it's time to choose wisely. If you follow this list to a T, you should have more than enough information on how to choose the right one for you. And if there are no right choices from the pick that you have, you have to be comfortable with walking away. Be confident in yourself and you will flourish in intentional dating. Uh-oh, you guys know what time it is. It is time for our fun closing segment. Today, we are doing recommendation of the day. So today's recommendation of the day is a book. The Man God Has for You, Seven Traits to Help You Determine Your Life Partner. Now, y'all, this is a very small book. It's a quick read by um, Stephen Speaks, Stephen Speaks. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I really enjoyed this book and I read it when I was in my last relationship just because I really wanted to start getting clear on what I wanted out of life because especially as a black child growing up in the South, we're not necessarily taught to open our mouths and ask for what we want. And I know I picked that up from somewhere. I'm not necessarily saying that I picked it up from my parents because they are a blessing and they gave me just about everything I wanted. But there was this like cultural pressure on me to not ask for what I wanted. I don't know where it came from. I need to do some reflecting on that. But anyways, this book, The Man Guys Has For You, it was a great read and it's only $10 on Amazon. I put the link down in the show notes for you and basically... Stephen Speaks just goes through seven different traits that someone has to have. And one of them was actually talking about don't date a man's potential. Like if he is a project or something like that, then he ain't the one for you. And he doesn't necessarily mean like ever. But one thing that I love about the book is that he's saying, if this person exemplifies this, they are still growing, which is actually pretty great rather than you having the mindset of, oh, well, you don't check off all these boxes, boop, next. Like he doesn't talk about it in that way. It really provides you with insight to know how to choose the correct partner for you. So I decided to grab the book and this is trait number three. You will not have to make him into a man. And I'm gonna read a couple chapters. I hear a lot of rhetoric about building a man, being able to grow with him and be patient during his process, willing to be with him at his lowest point, so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. That is not to be disrespectful. However, I know without a doubt that this is pointing a lot of women in the wrong direction and it might be you. Listen, God did not make you to be a man's crutch. You are not designed to carry a man. Yes, I do believe in the idea of being supportive, being an inspiration and motivation for a man to encourage and help him grow. However, it should all be done as his friend. Genuine friends, not giving up the booty friends, not friends with girlfriend benefits, friends. I am talking friend friends. Boundaries need to be in place because God did not set you up with a boy in order for you to make him into a man. That is incorrect. And then this chapter just goes into why he thinks this way. Honestly, I think it's a really good read. So if you have 10 extra dollars, go and buy it on Amazon. The link is right down below in the show notes. You 
that is all that I have for you guys today. I hope you really enjoyed this episode on intentional dating. I think I'm going to go a little bit more into detail because there's literally so much to cover on this topic. But with that being said, make sure you subscribe, rate the podcast, review and follow us on Instagram. And I want to thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you next week.